Well, hello, hello. If you found yourself here, this is not by accident. This is my first of many episodes to come of my show up and show out. You're only as sick as your secrets podcast. And on this podcast, my intentions, we're going to talk about everything. I mean, parenting, trauma, money mindset, positivity, encouragement, inspiration, fucked up shit. I most likely will um, drop a few F-bombs here and there because it's just part of how I communicate. However, I will try to refrain from doing it excessively considering the fact that my intentions for this is to reach the masses and some people are offended by a certain foul language. So I'm not going to be editing. I don't even know how I'm going to upload this into the podcast. So if you're listening to this, it was a success. I have been feeling drawn to start a podcast for quite some while, quite some time. And initially it started in 2012 when I was, um, really it was put on my heart to write a book. And I wasn't even anywhere close to my healing journey because, you know, like I was in prison. There will be prison talk on here, I'm sure. I mean, my man's in jail right now. There's going to be all kinds of just life, right? So many of us suffer in silence and I want to create a safe space where people, seen or unseen, named or unnamed, can share their story. And the reason why is because a lot of us suffer in silence, I feel, is because I'm no psychologist by any means. I've just lived a lot of life for my 41 years. And what I've seen and what I've learned as I've grown through this life is a lot of us suffer in silence. I used to suffer in silence. And the reason for that was because I didn't feel anybody else could relate or I held on to shame. And I held on to unworthiness, right? And a lot of that is stemmed from my childhood, stemmed from how I grew up and all of those things that we will definitely get into, just like my years of incarceration, how I grew up, my um, uh, my drug addiction, losing my mother to addiction. Like there's so much that I am going to be sharing across the board on this podcast. Like I'm a teen mom. I know that will come up. Like my oldest son, he's almost 26 now. And he, he was three when I went to prison and he was 11 when I got home to him. So he can't wait to come on here and share, right? So maybe there's some questions that other people will have. I've already created a space in a Facebook group. That way we are building a community, right? Because one thing I've learned when I started opening up and I started to share my story, I realized that I wasn't alone. There was so many other people that related to me and needed to know that they weren't alone in the suffering because we all have a story there's no doubt about it some has big trauma some has little trauma some but we all have trauma there's trauma somewhere along the line 
no matter if it comes from sexual abuse or um, physical abuse, if it comes from verbal abuse, if it comes from heartbreak, if it comes from being bullied, teased, whatever that looks like for you, it is there. And it doesn't mean that it, one is more, one is less. There is no judgment here, judgment-free zone, folks. And I'm really excited that you are tuning in. You know, when I started my healing journey, I know, listen, I'm a little ADD, okay? So if you're ADD, hello, hello. I'm a multitasker. I may squirrel out, but I will come back. I promise you that. And there's so much in my brain. I have no script written down. I am just trusting the nudge that I was meant to start this podcast, not worrying about the how, just worrying about the action, right? So here I am forming the action, taking the action, putting it in place, and then figuring out what <laughs> what it looks like, leaving it up to spirit to take care of the how right? Because I started a healing journey. I like, I, I, who's manifest or not manifested? Who has um, meditated? Forgive me. I'm driving as I'm talking. So it's raining outside. I'm in Seattle, Washington. And uh, yeah, it's what it does. So who has meditated? I, the first time I meditated, was in 2018 here we are it's almost valentine's day actually i plan on dropping this on valentine's day uploading it to where it's ready where it becomes in the know right so happy valentine's day if you're listening to this um february 14th today is actually the 12th monday for me while i'm recording this in my car on my way to the mark wink okay and um squirrel i am um I started meditating I, the first time ever. I was doing network marketing and I was part of this beautiful team and somebody on there offered like she was a psychologist or she not a psychologist, she was like a spiritual healer. Um, I wasn't really sure because I grew up in and out of the church, right? And believing in God. So I always felt like it was really witchcraft or I was, you know, I gave myself shame when I started or venturing out, if you will. So the first time I meditated um, in 2018, we were on the Zoom and it was like, close your eyes. It was a guided meditation. I felt so weird. I felt so out of place. But I have to be honest that I know that it was meant to be. Like I, that was, I recognize it now. In the moment, I was like, mm, I don't know. Like it was really cool, but it was also, um, intimidating I guess because I was not um, feeling that I was making the right move right like I was disappointing God or I was doing something wrong or I was clueless bottom line but as my healing and as my journey has expanded since 2018 with meditating with uh, trusting my spirit guides with becoming more spiritual rather than religious I have found answers in meditation. I have found true guidance in meditation. Like I'm not a perfect human, like none of us are, right? So I'm still learning, growing, evolving, and I plan to be doing so forever. Like I will never be the big fish in the little pond. I don't wanna be the know-all, <clears throat> excuse me. Am I prideful? For sure. Am I uh, 
do I have some ego? Of course, like we all live in the ego nine times out of 10, especially throughout our day, right? With it comes to work, relationships, being right or wrong, sports, competitive, all the things. I'm not saying having ego is bad. What I'm saying is when I can become aware of my ego, become aware of my prideful ways, then I can do better. Because here's one thing I have learned too, is that we can't do better if we don't know better. And now that I'm learning better, I'm going to do better. It's just one of the goals that I have. Like I, I'm a psycho. I will freak out, scream, and I'm a reactor, right? So I react. And even on the healing journey, and it's going to happen. Like no matter what, it's going to happen. And so I will react, maybe scream, cuss, whatever the case is. And then I'm going to apologize because I still have a lot of healing I'm doing. I still have a lot of trauma that I haven't even uncovered. I don't, I don't know about you, but I grew up, how I grew up was pretty much raising myself. Um, I had an older sister. She's still alive, but she just wants nothing to do with me. I'm sure we'll definitely be talking about that at some point on here too. She, I mean, nothing to do with me, my mother, God rest her soul, um, any of my kids, nothing like just, she's got her own life. Fine. But anyway, I grew up, she has cerebral palsy. Um, my mother worked really, really hard with her. Um, she's a couple years older than I am. However, I recall when growing up, like, dang, it's always Danielle, 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 right? And Danielle was so smart, Danielle, like, and she is. She graduated high honors. The only thing wrong with this woman was that she could not physically walk by herself, okay? But very, very smart, very intellectual, um, well-spoken, passion for God, like all of those good things, right? So growing up with her, I was a very angry child. I just was. My mother struggled with alcohol and addiction and all the things. And so I, oh, we'll, we will touch on all of this. I just don't want to make this first episode too long as I'm driving into work. But I just, I know that we will touch base on all of these things. So if there's anything that you've actually even heard me speak today, put it, write a question. Put it in a review. Write it down somewhere if I figure out how to get this thing uploaded. Write a question. Find me on social media. Um, join the group. I'm sure I'm going to be linking it in the show notes. Um, the Facebook group. Come join the community. I mean, we will not tolerate any harassment, bullying, negativity, any of the things like meaning of attacking other people. All right. So if there's anything that you hear throughout this episode and when I'm talking, um, write, write a question. I'll answer it. I'll answer it live. I'll answer it privately, whatever you prefer. Um, the goal is to be more open and loud, right? So with our, with our trauma. So I'm an open book. So ask me anything. I have no problem answering it even on an episode. So I will, I would love, you know, there's a Rachel Hollis's podcast. She has an episode where like she, her listeners will call in to a voicemail. I want to get that ball rolling. I could totally see that happening. Like listeners calling in, leaving a voicemail and then um, answering it live. So it's goals. Anyway, so my point is growing up, 
the way that I grew up and I was uh, a super alcoholic at 12 years old. I used to go to seventh grade, just blacked out drunk, principal drive me home, all the things. And, um, and then I slowly turned into, not slowly, I would say rather quickly, turned into uh, being introduced to meth for the first time, became a full-blown alcoholic or drug addict. And it just went deeper, deeper, deeper until I went to prison when I was 19. So I got sentenced to eight and a half years. And um, I was lost, broken, a mess had no idea how to live like my mother we used to get high together and I mean it was just the norm right something that we feel like is the norm when we're kids we don't realize how much it fucked us up until we're grown right so I tell my kids that all the time well at least my 13 year old for sure I'm like hey I don't mean to be so reactive I don't mean to yell at you so much I am so sorry please forgive me I don't want you to be like this with your kids I want you to be better right and I said and right now it's normal for you but when you're older I don't want you to look back and be like dang you know my mom messed me up I want you to be like my mom is like number one of course I know we probably all want that but I just am like I want him to have nothing but um, good memories to know that I am got his back and I was a good mom and I've done everything I can I want all my boys to feel that way of course it's different with my oldest son because like I unfortunately had to go to prison to get my life together it saved my life it just really did it saved my life it saved his life guaranteed because I was on a destruction path however in between all these years right yes I got pregnant I stopped using I had the baby and I started again because I'm an addict and I had no idea what addiction was so I, um, 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 what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the point of bringing all that up right now is that I don't know about you, but I have so much in my life when I talked about trauma that I still haven't even peeled back the layers of. I, there's so much of my life that I don't remember. Like I see people years later, right? And they reach out to me maybe on social media or I run into them at the freaking Dave and Busters, whatever it looks like. And they're like, oh my gosh, talking about memories. I legit, a lot of times, honestly, have no fucking idea who they are. Like absolutely clueless. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm like, what is wrong with my brain? What is going on? Why can't I remember these things? Or people that I, I definitely do know and do know that we had some memories together, but they talk about things that we did or that I did or what was going on in that time of my life. And I have absolutely no memory of, and I'm like, gosh, Jessica, what is, what is wrong with your brain? What I've learned is that is a defense mechanism. Cause I mean, hand, raise your hand if you in therapy, both my hands are raised. I am super advocate for um, therapy. I believe in it. I don't see them as head shrinkers, if you will. Um, I personally, like when I started therapy, I personally was like, uh, she said, what do you want out of this, right? Because I'm like, how does this work? Like, what do I do? I'm the one that everybody comes to. I'm the one that people talk to. I'm the strong one. I'm the one that, you know, I'll cry in the shower, but nobody sees me cry. I'll cry for you, but I don't cry for me or my situation, right? So I'm like, I don't know what this looks like. 
to just come sit and purge what? Like, I do you want me to start from my first memory? Like, I don't know how this is going to play out. So she looked at me and said, well, why are you here? What do you want? Why are you here? Like, what do you want out of this? And I sat there for a second and tears filled my eyes because I had just recently lost my mother to a fentanyl overdose. Okay. She took a pill, died and it was tragic and shocking and to so many emotions that I'm still over two years later healing from. Like, I can't even believe it's been over two years because I had legit been in like a walking coma for the good, a first solid year for sure. So I, I am remembering these emotions and I just looked at her and I was like, you know, I do not want to be diagnosed. I don't, I don't want to cop out. I want work. And I'm not saying that when we get a diagnosed that it's a cop out. No, 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 no. Please don't misread that. Um, what I mean is for me, I have been diagnosed like bipolar, uh, depressed, PTSD, like I've done medications and I didn't like the way it made me feel like I wanted to personally, I didn't like the way it made me feel like, uh, something like they put me on, what was it? Like lithium, Celexa, <clears throat> excuse me. And I mean, I felt like I was coming out of my skin. I had been on antidepressants. I've been on all the things and they made me fucking feel worse. Right. And I'm an addict. So I know if I'm dependent on this, to fucking function or like giving myself away with this power or dependability. Is that right? <laughs> We're going with it. Then I I didn't like the way it made me feel as being an addict and really striving to be better, right? And, and heal and be sober and not go back to addiction because I know like all kinds of things. Well, not all kinds of things, but I know all kinds of things within my body as in what I, you know yourself, right? And if you don't, then we're, we're one in the same. Okay. Because we don't always know ourselves, but when we put in the effort to learn ourselves, then yeah, you know, that's my point. However, I'm looking at my therapist and I'm telling her, I don't want to be diagnosed. I, and I do not want medication. I don't, I want to heal and I want to fucking feel like myself before I lost my mom. Like, I don't know how to get back to that. Like I formed in this woman's body and she is gone from the planet. Like, how do I, how do I function? How do I live? Like, how do I, how, 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 how? And so that was the big how, right? Like how, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Doing it on my own isn't working anymore. And I had been, you know, my, my, this was a big trauma for me, right? So I had like just isolated. I was disassociating. I was numbing with alcohol. Um, I wasn't upside down in a bottle every dang day, but when I was, when I got drunk, and sometimes it would just, the blackouts came sooner and sooner. Um, I would wake up with guilt. I would wake up feeling like 
an asshole, right? Or what did I do? Feeling shame, all the things. And then that would just add on top and compile on top of the shitty way I was already feeling. And I'm just like, this isn't working anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So that is how my sessions of therapy started. And on top of just that, doing that and peeling back layers because still sometimes I'm like, okay, well, where do we go? It's different now because um, that trust, if you will, has been really created. I guess I showed up with trust. Like, hey, here it is. I'm giving you my guts. Like, do something with it. Like, make something pretty. Here's this ugliness inside. Uh, create something beautiful, please. Thank you. I'll come back in a week and pick it up. <laughs> You know, it was just, um, I highly, highly, highly encouraged it. But my point is what I've learned is the reason why I don't remember all those things is because trauma. A lot of times I feel like God has taken that from me. God, universe, higher self, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, call the belief. That's your call. Anyway. So you'll hear me probably refer to my spiritual belief in many forms because there, it's a, to me it's all one. It's a oneness, and some people believe in it. No, nope, it's strictly this, right? But and that's okay. Like do you? But this is me doing me. So please, I mean, if you're offended, I guess you just want to listen on, but. If hopefully you can learn through my authenticity that I, my intentions are not to insult, offend, any of those things. So, but I've learned that uh, God was protecting me to, to start my healing journey. What I've learned also is growing in, um, on this spiritual journey that I'm on is you know when shit happens, like you always feel like maybe you're taking three steps forward to get knocked ten back. Like you're like, fuck it. You know, hey, have you ever been there? Me. Oh, me quite often, okay? And I'm thinking, what in the F is going on? Like, why is this my freaking generational karma? Like, what is going on? Is this for all of the crap that I did? It's coming back to bite me in the booty. Like, what is I just would go into me, 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 me. However, what I've learned is when these situations happen, it may not have been what I was wanting, but they have all been detours for the greater good. Thank you, Gabrielle Bernstein, for that. If you guys don't know who Gabrielle Bernstein is, please, on my MG, listen to her, read her books, uh, to name a few. Spirit Junkie, Universe Has Your Back, um, Judgment Detox, uh, May Cause Miracles. That's a really good one. It's like a 42-day, every day, morning, night. Like, oh, that is a great one. Anyway, thank you, Gabby. Love you, Gabby. Big inspiration. Gabby, if she ever listened to this, I would probably faint. Anyway, so all of the that crap that I thought was karma, bad karma, um, me getting what I deserve, you know, all these, the stories we tell ourselves was 
detours to the greater good. And I'm going to close it out with like a final um, example of what I mean by the detour of the greater good, okay? When I'm just like feeling depleted, air has been let out of my balloon, all the things, is when literally just a couple years ago, okay, I'm 41 years old. My husband in my soul is, and I say in my soul because we're not legally married, but we celebrate eight, eight years together here coming up. Uh, it's anyway, it's part of the story. He's my husband. Bottom line. We just, we got to sign the damn papers, but big deal. It's a paper, right? We just want the party. Bottom line. <laughs> we do. We want to celebrate because we're both extremely high energy. And if you know us, <laughs> then you know, and you know what? I'm actually probably going to, he's in jail right now. That's a whole nother story. Um, and I don't want, I don't even know how long this is because again, I'm driving and I'm talking to you. And so I have no idea how long this is, <laughs> but I'm here for it. And I hope that you are too is, um, but anyway, I'm going to probably have him on an episode while he's in jail. I think that would be pretty fucking interesting. And I, yes, thank you spirit. I accept and receive that idea, the creativity idea, right? So take actions more to come. Okay, so let me talk about detour of the greater good, this example. I am going to buy it. We are finally going to buy a house. My husband, he's almost 46, and I am 41 now, okay? At the time of getting ready to buy a home, we are two years younger, okay? <laughs> I'm not a mather, all right? Anyway, we are... Credit was good. Finances are great. We are on a mission. We are going. And if you guys know anything about this freaking house market right now, it's just been disgusting. Okay, this was literally right when it started, that rates started going up. So we already knew the house prices were up, 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 like redonk, yellis. Okay, that's gross. But the rates were really low. Okay, so we all know about that, the rates and all the things. So we. We're on a mission. We are on a mission. We're going to get by this house. We are going. We've seen 12 houses in one day. Uh, Bam is my husband's name. He fell in love with this one house. I super loved it too. I, I did love the house. I hate the HOA. I am not a freaking HOA fan because I just honestly feel like, what? If I'm buying this and I'm paying this shit, like it's mine. Fuck off. Don't tell me nothing. Personally. Okay. So. I mean, no offense, HOAers out there, okay? I really don't, but it's just not for me. I just don't like it. I, If I want to put a gate in my front yard, like, that's, I own this bitch. It's mine. I want to be able to do that. So, anyway, it is in HOA. Beautiful neighborhood, great schools, not even far from where we're living right now, which is hit and miss okay and not okay, because, I mean, I just, I even, I'm ready to get out of this state, honestly. Or somewhere, do something different. I like change. I embrace change. It wasn't always like that, but again, another episode. Now, when I uh, we were looking for this house, like this house, beautiful. I'm I'm talking like four bedrooms. It had a Zen room, y'all. Like we were like living in it, manifesting, seeing the Zen room, the colors, designing it, like all of the things. And if you're wondering what a Zen room is, I'm thinking like a meditation pillow, incense. Uh, freaking sound bowls, like all of the things to boost our like 
to whatever it looked like for whoever in the family. For me, that's what it looked like for me, right? But if, if somebody needed a moment, right, it was going to be just a room of peace. Room of peace, right? That was the Zen room. It had a little secret room. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, was it under the stairs? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home. Love, 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 love it. And we got a broker. We had a lender, real estate agent. Everything is beautiful. We got locked into um, kind of better rates than what they were going up because they were going up like literally every couple weeks, extra high, extra high. So we got in right at like the 6%, which is still effing high, but um, we already knew it was going higher and it just what it was. So I'm like, here, let's do it. It's whatever. We'll refinance in a year, right? That was our plan. So we just are like all about it. We got the earnest money in, we got our money in, uh, just being held with the title company, like all the things, can't wait. We are good to close. Uh, our realtors buying us the couch in there because we wanted the couch that the sellers had in there because it was just beautiful, perfect. And um, the couches that we have, anyway, we wanted that one. So it is like month long. We are here for it. We've, we have faced many obstacles, like to where we were all feeling, including our lender, we're all feeling like, wow, some, some, something out there, my lender's words, something out there really just wants you to have this house, right? Because we have came up against many obstacles, but we're finding new avenues to make this happen for you. I mean, like they had another seller on the line. They chose us like, or a buyer. I mean, I wrote a letter with a picture. Please choose us, 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 because we deserved it for sure. So they picked us. They picked us. Okay. Now this is going on. If you've ever been in the process of buying a house, it was a big learning experience for us, but, um, it takes a solid like 30 days, right? 30, 45 days. Once you really put in your offer. So here we are. It is coming up. It's about to be, what was it? This was in 2022 and it is October. We're to close October 14th. We started this. I wonder if we could buy a house on September 6th. Okay. So here we are October 14th. We are good to close the sellers. Uh, we're buying a new house on contingency. Okay. They had already moved out of the weekend. I'm getting the keys on. We are getting the keys on Saturday and Next thing you know, our lender calls and says, I'm sorry, you weren't approved for the first time home buyers. What? What? Because what just happened for $15,000 when we were literally approved to buy a house for $650,000? Yes, I know. Ooh, gross. Ugh. And our mortgage is going to be five grand. Like we're about to be housebroken, didn't even realize that. And this was what I mean by a detour to the greater good. Okay. Because, uh, she's like, Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not approved for first time at home buyers because there was that concrete strike that probably everybody knew about. Okay. Burnt us, burnt us for, uh, you know, a couple months of work. So they didn't cover us because of the two or three months missed of work. 
something like that, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, that is bananas. So the sellers are in a panic. We're like, what the F? Like, what do we do? Like, we're, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose again. I don't want to lose again. You know that story? Okay. So, um, the freaking sellers offer to pay it. They're like, we will pay it. Can you pay us back? I'm like, absolutely not. I cannot pay you back. Can I give you like five grand of it over a year? That might work. Right. And so, um, they were like, yes. Okay, fine. We will do that. So they say, okay, well, we got the down payment for the house. Cause that's what it all boiled down to the 22,000 for the house. We had the other part, but we need a 15. Okay. Left. So, um, after all was said and done, because we had assumed that this was anyway, learning, learning, learning. Uh, so the underwriter gets in there, changes it up. Guess what? Well, the rates, remember talking about the rates, they were steadily going up. So when the underwriter got in to rewrite the contract for now, uh, instead of the first time home buyers paying the 15 grand, which it was obviously a fucking loan, excuse me again. Uh, but what they had done is, um, it pulled us out of our, uh, locked in rate. And now we were at an eight, which now we no longer qualified for the home. We only qualified for $550,000 home. And, uh, the sellers had to pull their house off the market. They lost the house that they were going to buy. And <coughs> it was, excuse me, <coughs> pardon me. I better drink some water because I've been yapping, which I think has probably been about 40 minutes. And then, um, I'm going to, like I said, close it with this, but here is how I know it was for the greater good. Like it was a sad, sad, sad. My, I mean, Austin, my 13 year old now was 11 telling everybody we're at homeowners. We're homeowners. We're getting a house. We're homeowners, right? Like I felt like such a piece of crap when we had to tell him we lost this house. Like the sadness, the sadness in his eyes. Like, I don't know why it's important to him, but I think for it's important to us too, because like it's our, we want it to be ours, right? The rooms were beautiful. Anyway, so it doesn't happen. Sellers pull it off the market. They lose the house they're going to get. My kids are devastated. Me and Bam are just like heartbroken. What the F? Like, why? Like, who does this? My broker is like, what the hell? Like, this is insane. But them being encouraging, right? Like, or my realtor is like, hey, we'll try this again in a couple months. Um, you know, but let's go with somebody else because there's no way we can be clear to close and, uh, and then not close. Like I don't get it. So she's like, I've never seen this before. in all of like the 18, 20 years I've been a realtor or a real estate agent. I don't know if there's a difference anyway, forgive me. And so, uh, she's like, I've never seen this. I'm just like, wow. Right. Not knowing at the time that this was all a detour for the greater good. Because, and I'm going to end it with here, because you're going to be like, what? And I'll have to talk about it very soon. But uh, after October, right? Because October 14th, it just didn't work out. Well, just 
uh, that following April, I was sentenced to six months in jail from something that had happened like, oh my gosh, uh, over a year prior. So, hence the fact of why my husband is in jail right now. So, I'm going to close for now, figure out how to upload this, come back, come listen, come be a part of this community, and know that I love you, and I believe in you, and you didn't come here on accident. It's legit for a purpose, and the reason why I said that house was, it wasn't by accident, back to you, it wasn't by accident. But the reason why I said that that house was a detour, that nightmare of feeling like a failure, feeling like I got fucking bad karma surrounding me, right? Like it wasn't, it was, I was being divinely protected because if we would have got that house, here's why. If we would have got that house and I went to jail, well, I did go to jail. Okay. But we would have been completely house broke. Like our mortgage, $5,000. Like that was another thing to where. She was like 4100 I'm like, okay, we could swing 4100 right, as long as we're both working. And then, um, and then I guess at the end it was over, it was like 5100 I mean, we did the appraisal, the inspection, all the shit. Uh, it was like 5100 and some change, right? And I'm thinking, oh gosh, wow. Anyway, we would have already lost the house is my point of how I was being divinely guided. So it wasn't that something was uh, on the other side helping us. It was that my angels, my spirits, my divinely guided universe, Lord, Jesus, God, whatever you call it, higher self, was protecting us. And I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that even one bit because nothing was messed up. We can only go up from here. That could have set us back so far. Anyway, I love you. Thank you for showing up. And uh, what do you think of this? I don't really know uh, what the hell I'm doing, except I just know I'm supposed to be doing this. So I'm going to do it, do it messy and never perfect it it's just supposed to be whatever it is so sorry no fancy music no intro no outro no edit some f-bombs i love you guys i'll see you on the next one